Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Once again, here we are, the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel along with Mike, the Breeze Man and the Cap with our weekly Growing in Grace podcast uh, going around the world at growingingrace.org. Find us online, of course, on various uh, social media outlets such as facebook.com slash graceroots, at graceroots on Twitter and uh, youtube.com slash graceroots. Talking about the Lord's Prayer for the last several weeks, our Father who art in heaven, and all of that good stuff. And continuing on this week, uh, Mike Kapler, some more thoughts to share on this prayer that our Lord taught us to pray. <laughs> well, <laughs> if this is your first podcast on this uh, on this series, you, you really better back up or you're going to be lost. But <laughs> we're at the place when we started last week where give us this day our daily bread. We kind of pointed out, I don't know if you have Matthew 6, 31 and 32 there, Joel, but maybe keep it handy if you do, because some people just think, well, it's a good thing to pray for our daily needs, food and different things like that. But as Joel will read here in a minute, we'll find out that's not what really Jesus meant here. He was talking about himself. He, He was the bread of God that came from heaven to do God's will. Look through John chapter six to, to find out the connection between that and what he's talking about here in in the prayer. It's interesting too, I think Joel, and I think I'm right on this, that the only time the Greek word for daily is found in scripture is is here during the Lord's Prayer. Hmm. Uh, Just basically means substance for the coming day or the approaching day. Jesus is that source of bread that gives us life, it gives us our existence. We're not talking about a physical thing here, it's spiritual. And Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4.16, he said, so we do not lose heart, Though our outer self, our bodies are wasting away, our inner self, our spirits, are being renewed day by day. So, you see, there's no longer the need for us who are in Christ (laughs) and saved to ask God for the bread of his son, Jesus. Say, God, would you please give us your son? God gave his only begotten son already. He has already given us this gift. So it it doesn't make sense for us to keep asking for something that he has already given, like many other parts of the prayer. So he is the bread that came to do God's will. And this bread that would give us life, he defined it, it would be his flesh. And so, again, going back to earlier in the prayer, the will of God, Jesus being sacrificed, all of this ties in together. Does it? No, it does. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but the point yeah. is, he wasn't talking about food and that sort of thing, as as uh, as he said shortly after the prayer, a little bit later in Matthew six. Like, yeah, you you said it well because it's well. Let's just let's just read. Like, you, you were directing me towards a certain passage, and I'll I'll read it here, and I'm going to emphasize one particular word, and then we'll move on from there. But uh, Matthew six thirty one. Therefore, do not worry. Now, this is after Jesus had taught his disciples, not us, like I was saying at the beginning. I was being silly, of course. But Jesus said later on, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father 
knows that you need all these things. Implied there is you don't need to pray about these things. The Gentiles seek after those things, but hey, you Jews, your father knows that you need all these things. Don't bother yourself worrying about those things or praying about those those things. But here's what I want you to do. Here's what Jesus said. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, like you were saying, these earthly things, these daily sustenance things, he's telling them, don't worry about these things. These are things that those Gentiles over there, they seek after those things, but you don't need to seek after those things. What I want you to seek after is the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, as many verses will tell us, Jesus had told us, Matthew uh, 4, just a few chapters earlier, Jesus, when, when Jesus began to preach, he said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is far off. No, for the kingdom of God will be here years and years and years down the road. No, he said, for the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what Jesus was telling them. Matthew 10, 7, when he sent out his disciples, he said, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Mark 1, 15, very similar to Matthew 3, uh, Matthew 4, 3 and 4, Mark 1, 15, Jesus said, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So this kingdom thing, it was right there. It was ready to be revealed. It was ready to come. It was on, Cap, I think a word that you used when we were off the air here, it, we, it was on the brink of something big happening here. The kingdom of heaven was coming, and it wasn't far off. It wasn't in the distant future. It wasn't sometime after we die. But he's teaching them to pray for this kingdom of heaven. It was going to become something that would come to be in them. He would, Jesus would say that the kingdom of heaven, you're not going to look over there and see the kingdom. You're not going to look somewhere else, but the kingdom of heaven is within you. And so Jesus wasn't talking about, in this Lord's Prayer, he wasn't talking about you know, these daily needs that we have, about daily bread and all these things. He says, you know, God knows you need those things. But he was talking about a spiritual bread, and he himself is that bread of life. Right. And so, again, to the people he was talking to under the law in the first covenant, his disciples who were stuck in that bondage, they needed they needed an out. They needed an exit. And so they could enter into something better, a different covenant. And that's what this prayer is about. Uh, and, and Jesus, of course, is that bread. And, and notice that bread, the thing that you know, Jesus referred to it in, in John chapter six, when when he said that he would he would be raised up. And he would raise us up with him. Uh, bread not only breaks. Recall uh, the Last Supper, Jesus broke the bread symbolizing his body. Bread not only breaks, but it rises when made new. And Jesus demonstrated that with the resurrection. Uh, the breaking of the bread when he died, when he suffered, and then he rose as well. This bread rose. He is the bread of life. It, it was. He was broken. He's now risen. We were raised with him. And so... It's just interesting how all of this does 
work together. And um, it's it's really exciting because you see that the, what Jesus really was was doing here when he was talking about the, the bread of life and the, the day of salvation, the will of God being done. It was something that was, again, imminent. It was something that was you were talking about the kingdom. It was approaching. It was upon them. It was soon to be in the midst of them once the new covenant would would be uh, administered after the death of of the testator. But in in essence, to paraphrase here, it's almost as though Jesus was saying something like, "Pray that God's will is accomplished on earth as it is in heaven by providing the day of salvation with the bread of life." He is that bread, and so. Again, it's really not anything to do with with physical needs, as as you were just pointing out there in Matthew six uh, thirty one and thirty two, that the Gentiles seek those things, and they repeated prayers constantly for them, thinking they would be heard by the the constant repeating of those prayers. But Jesus went on to say, they would seek those things. You should seek the kingdom of God. Do we in the new covenant seek the kingdom of God today? No, that wasn't for us. That was for them. They should begin to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That was news right there. All they'd been doing up to this point was trying to establish their own righteousness. So this was a new thing for them, to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all those other things are, are, are just automatically added to you. God knows your needs before you ask. So it just doesn't make sense, does it, that we would seek the kingdom if it hasn't come yet? Right. <laughs> Hello. I mean, it's just a little common sense. Yes. And then uh, another thing that uh, people seek after that we've already received is this uh, issue of forgiveness. Uh, moving on in the prayer, Cap, I tell you, I didn't realize that this series would go so long, but there is, there, it, it's, so, there's, it's so rich. There's so many great things to talk about, so many things that were fulfilled in Christ. And, and one of these things, indeed, is the forgiveness issue. Matthew 6, 12, part of the Lord's Prayer here, and forgive us our debts— as we forgive our debtors, or forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And uh, a lot of people don't seem to notice the a couple of verses later after Jesus was done with the prayer, he said, he kind of continued that thought, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so there is another thing that worries so many people, because, and I've been involved in conversations with people where, oh my goodness, one person was so adamant about this. If you don't forgive, God's not going to forgive you. And uh, it was, whew, um, some sparks were flying during that conversation. But, but here's the thing. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So are we to pray now, today, that God will forgive us? In the same way that we forgive others, uh, there's only really a couple minutes left here, and so we won't be able to touch on all of this today. But for right now, I'll just let me just uh, highlight a couple of verses from the New Testament, from the New Covenant, some New Covenant verses that talk about forgiveness, and then maybe next week we maybe next week we can get more into why we don't pray for God to forgive us as we forgive, forgave others. Ephesians 1, 7, so important here. In him, in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Notice what that verse doesn't say. It doesn't say, when we forgive others, we have the forgiveness of sins. It says, 
in Christ, in him, we have redemption through his blood, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Notice, please, highlight this, remember this, that our forgiveness has not come because we have forgiven others. (laughs) It's not come because of anything great that we've done. It's come because of his blood. It's come because of the riches of God's grace. And even uh, later in that same epistle in Ephesians 4, Paul said, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And then he doesn't go on to say, uh, forgiving one another so that God will forgive you. But he says, even as God in Christ forgave you. It's a done deal. It's already been done. Do you see what we're saying when we say that these things in the Lord's Prayer have been fulfilled? They've been done. It's not something that we need to keep seeking after. We don't need to keep praying this prayer over and over again, waiting for God to do something. He has already done it. He's already done these things. We'll talk more about this uh, forgiveness issue and uh, some other things from the Lord's Prayer as uh, we'll see how long this series goes on. I know in a couple of weeks we'll actually be celebrating 600 Growing in Grace podcasts. Hard to believe we've made it to that milestone. We'll see uh, what we do with that. But in the meantime, thanks for tuning in to Growing in Grace. We'll be back again next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.